Damn. I know where that went. <laughs> it's probably a six. It was a fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> Under the blazing sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Mansamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives. But when the sun goes down, there is another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of that thieves' guild. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today, we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves robbing fools. My name is Brayton, and I'll be your DM. And I'm Ed, and I'll be playing Drell Griefstroke, a human warlock with jet black hair, he wears black leather armor, and he wears a black cloak. His favorite color is... Actually, you know what? I'll leave some of the imagination up to the listener. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Jaxo Gix. He is a kobold. He's about three feet tall. He's got orange scales. His belly's like a yellow color. And he wears sunglasses, but they're like steampunky. And they don't actually fix the fact that he can't see very well in the daytime. He's pretty energetic and cute, even if Brayton doesn't think kobolds are cute. Hey y'all, this is Nora. I'm playing Hap Shepsim, a blonde, blue-eyed, charming fellow from far away. Hap's been part of the Thieves Guild for a while now and prefers any heist where he gets to shine in the leading role. He's a mark of finding human rogue and also a bit of a dick. He's not really nice to anyone unless he thinks he can get something out of it. Last time on Burglar Mystery Tour, the gang searched through offices looking for the map that has been the focus of this heist. While searching, they found a tiny door and wandered into a complicated set of puzzles. We joined them after completing a puzzle as they journey through a door to the unknown. This is Burglar Mystery Tour. Alright, you walk into the next room. It's very large. In this room, you see Harold Harry Finn standing over on the far wall. There's a bunch of desks and chairs, like a lounging space. It's a very tall room, and there's a great pit on the far wall, and right in front of it, you see Harry looking at the pit. He's mumbling, making some sort of noise. Uh, There's a chest in the corner, and on the other side of Harry, you can see it looks like a giant spool of thread. So imagine like a three-foot-tall spool of thread with emerald. So it's like a rope, but it looks like thread would be that size on the spool wrapped around it, and there's a gigantic bronze sewing needle sticking out of the top and there's a bunch of blood splatters all over the top of this little spool of thread did you say it was emerald is it just the color emerald it's the color emerald but it is lustrous nora go push him in 
I sneak up behind Harry and attempt to push him into the pit. All right, roll a stealth check. Do I get a plus 10? Yeah, from Pass Without Trace. 29. I guess make a, make a strength check. I guess you get advantage because you're sneaking. 15. You go to push him, but somehow he stumbles forward, but he doesn't fall into the pit and he turns around. Everyone roll initiative. Seven. Twelve. Fifteen. Whenever Jax is like two inches tall and attacks someone, they still can't move because of the sentinel thing, right? Like you don't lose your like features. Right, right, right. You're going to be like a fucking like a bullet in a gun. You just like hit them at full speed. I'll get you. Yeah, does like a tiny short sword still do as much damage as a normal size short sword? It's got to do less damage. Yeah, let's look up the um reduce effect. But like, I don't know. You can't scale down the feature. You can't just say like, well, because you're tiny, you can't draw aggro. I guess you can. You can say whatever you want. So you have disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And your weapons also shrink to match your new size. While the weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal 1d4 less damage, but it can't reduce the damage below 1. So because you're smaller, roll a 1d4 and subtract it from the damage. Okay. Which is a weird way to handle that roll. Why don't they just make it go down one die category for the damage you do? Yeah. Because this is not alternity. Yeah. What do you do with the greatsword? Two die four or one die four and one die six? Yeah, that's, why, that's probably why they did this. All right. Harry turns around. After being pushed towards the pit, and he screams, You fool! You can't push me in no pit! Why are you even here? I hate you! And then he lashes out with his wow. fists. Hate is a strong word, Harry. Is it dark in here? It's very dark in here. He attacks you with his first fist. Does armor class 15 hit you? Yeah, but I'm gonna... I'm going to use my uncanny dodge to have the attacks damage against me. Oh, that's fine. When he hits you with his fist, he tears at your skin for six damage, but that's halved. So it's three damage, right? That's what you said? Yep. Mm -hmm. My man is strong. And you realize that his hands are kind of weird looking. And then he comes at you with the old left one. Armor class 20 is a hit, correct? Yeah. We should have... um, Waited for this potion to wear off. We should have taken a short rest. I could have got my spells back. Hmm. Seems like an idea. What were we in a hurry to do? Like, oh, well, you don't want our sneaky thing to wear off. He claws at you for 13 damage, and you're realizing that his hands ain't just hands, but they're claws. Whoa. And then another thing happens that's especially suspicious. You feel as though you're restrained in gilded webbing. He's put some sort of weirdo webbing on top of you. Gross. Gross. Is this going to be like windy all over again and I'm always going to be covered in gross substances? Like, why does this always happen to me? Hey, if you would have been shrunken down a little tiny, then you could have let Jaxo up front, you know? It's true. Yeah, and he's tough. He would have gone first. All right. Now, because he attacked my friend, can I use my sentinel and have a reaction and attack him? you're not in range. Yeah, you're in a pocket. You're way back across the room because remember- Oh, have snuck forward to push him in. Okay. And didn't okay. I say this room is huge? I forgot uh, that I have to remember how big I said it was. He said there's a pit and exact. a chest and a giant spool of thread. All right. We're going to say this room's about 50 feet across any way you cut it. Wow. Because it's not square. Okay. It's ovular. 
any way you cut it, but not really anyway, because if it's an oval, still. Except for the floor is, yeah, the floor is flat. All right, that is Harry's turn. Up next, Jaxo. All righty. I'm going to shoot at him from a pocket with a tiny little toothpick arrow. You're going to stay in the pocket and shoot at him? I guess. All right. I mean, I don't you know. You can roll to attack. You're definitely going to have disadvantage because the pocket's like moving around and it's hard to shoot from there. Does the range argument turn from like 600 feet to 600 inches? Because like the strength of the bow has to be like. Yeah, I'm going to say no just to get the game moving along. But how would I funny. climb? I could climb out. I'm going to climb out of the pocket, but how much of my turn is going to be climbing down my friend? It'll be your movement. You can even move forward if you want. Okay, then I'm going to climb out of the pocket, climb down, drill, and run forward. How far can I run forward? So here's the thing. In D&D rules terms, uh, you can move like your full distance because you change size category, but it doesn't say anything about changing your speed. Okay, I climb out of the pocket, I climb down drill, I run 40 feet straight ahead into this guy, and I pull out my short sword, and I attack him. All right, and you can move 40 feet this round because of your Dread Ambusher ability. Yeah. 24 to hit. That's a hit. You said D4 damage less? Yeah. Subtract 1D4 from your damage when you roll it. All right. Um, And I did one damage. (laughs) All right. With a tiny stab. It's like a toothpick stab. He looks mildly annoyed. Yeah, I would, I would too. You don't have a strength bonus to damage? Well, it's a finesse weapon. Oh, using a finesse weapon? Don't you have a plus four to your damage? I'm supposed to add that to the damage? Yeah. Oh, plus five damage. Five damage. All right. He looks slightly more annoyed than he would have had it been one damage. Yes. And I'm now going to take my second attack. That's the dread ambush attack. Your second attack? Okay. 25 damage. I mean. That hits him. 25 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits him. Okay, it says an extra 1d8. So I roll a d6 and a d8 and a d4 for subtraction purposes because I'm little. Yes. Well, that's shitty. I rolled two ones and I got a minus four. That's still one. One damage. Plus your strength. Plus four. Five five damage. It's still two. What do you mean it's plus two? You said you got two ones and then minus four plus four. Isn't that a two? Two damage. Yeah. No, I think you take the four out and then you add your plus to it. You did oh, it the other way? Yeah, you just reduce the damage by 1d4. It's the way that I read that. Oh, okay, it three does say damage. You can't reduce the damage below one. Three? Is that three? How'd it's you get three? Two. You guys might like geometry, but I think I'm a little bit better at math. Arithmetic, maybe. Geometry is math. My only problem was order of operations, okay? All right, Two damage. And now my third attack. That's actually my second attack. That's just because I'm a cool ranger. I stab him again. I got a natural one. Oh, no. So I don't have to do any more math. You go to stab him and your short sword slips out of your hand onto the ground. Dang. All right. Do you want to do anything else on your turn? Just be little. I think I want to just like be ready to move out of the way in case he goes to step on me. All right. Up next, Hap Shepsum. What do you want to do? Remember, you're bound up in this gilded webbing. Yeah. How does does this webbing restrict my ability to move? Can I still attack? You are restrained. What does that mean? All right. So you can't move and you have disadvantage to attack, although you can try to break out of the binding. 
Okay. If you'd like, with a strength check. I'd like to try and break out of this webbing. All right, go ahead and make a strength check. Um, I'm going to use one of my luck points and re-roll that. Okay. I got a 15. All right, Hap flexes his um pretty average muscles, and it tears through this webbing. That was your action. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? I would like to use a bonus action to do my insightful fighting. So I'm going to make an insight check against Harry, contested by his deception check. Okay. I got a 19. He also got a 19. What does that mean? Does that mean I win? Well, yeah. Let's just say player wins and ties, I think is the normal way it works. So I can use my sneak attack against the target, even if I don't have advantage on the attack roll but not if you have disadvantage on it for one minute or until you use this feature against a different target. Okay, so this lasts for a minute? Yeah. So I think I can sneak attack next round, right? Yep. How long does a round last? I don't know. Six seconds. Oh, okay. Is that your whole turn? Yep. All right, up next, we have Drell. I look down. I clutch my chest. I say quietly to myself, darkness within, give me your strength. My head snaps up, looking straight at Harry. And I stick my hand straight out in front of me, and I fire an Eldritch Blast. Armor class 12. Uh, it shoots right past them, just barely missing them. Then I fire my second one. Jesus Christ! I pray to my unearthly patron, why have you abandoned me in this time? As I roll another 12 armor class. Uh, also, it doesn't seem to affect him. Hey, Emily... What's, um, you're using a regular short sword on him, a mundane short sword? Yes. Okay. I just realized, but it doesn't seem super effective on him. Ed, would you like to do anything else on your turn? Besides curse my patron and wonder if I'm actually a warlock or not? Yeah, it seems like you're having a real rough time, and I, I've never been there, so I don't know what you're Yeah, guys, about. don't worry. Now, my raw dice roll total from all of my attacks I've made is up to seven combined. Every attack in the campaign. Just you wait. One day I'm going to roll above a four. Drell, from beside you in the corner of the room. Well, it's not a corner, but it's like a the edge of the room beside you. Comes flying a weapon that I know how to pronounce. But I'll spell it so that you can pronounce it. Shillele. No, it starts with an A. A-K-L-Y-S. Ackles. Ackles. It's like a throwing stick. It's a Roman javelin. A-C-K-L-E-S? A-K-L-Y-S. A-K-L-Y-S. Achilles. Like Achilles heel? Achilles. I'm using the internet. The internet hates this word. Ackles, from the side of you, Drell, comes flying an Ackles. Describe it so that we know what it looks like. It's like a little short spear. It's not that little. It's like regular like size. my size? Yes. This says it was described as a weighted, shortish club with a stout thong attached to the butt. While it can be used as a handheld striking weapon, its principal employment is as a missile. Once hurled, the Ackles can be retrieved by its thong. Just like sorority girls. This makes more sense. I like that definition better. So this weighted club thing with a tether tied to it flies out of the side of the room. You mean a thong? I said what I said. Does armor class 14 hit you? Yep. It does? 
Yeah. I bet you wish you were little. No. Harder target to hit, you know? I'm a warlock. Take six bludgeoning damage. And then from that same spot where the Atlas flew, a little tiny dude with dark skin and white hair, but small in D&D size terms, flies out and grabs the end of the club and smacks you with it again. Armor class 19. Technically hits. Take three damage. And he says, you interlopers will regret the day you attacked my master. What? I say, you interlopers all right, now it's Harry's turn, who is annoyed that Hap has escaped his bonds. Tell me about Sentinel, Emily. How's Jaxo's Sentinel ability work? I'm finding it. Hold on. If someone that she is in melee range with attacks someone else, she gets an opportunity attack effectively. It's an extra attack as her reaction. And if she hits anyone, their movement's reduced to zero. All right. Well, he can't easily see you, Jaxo. He can't see me at all because I am a gloom stalker and it is dark in here. Wait, is it dark in here? Yeah, it's pitch black in here. Oh. But it makes sense that Drell doesn't know. Oh, yes. You guys don't even know that spool is green. Nope. Oh, yeah. Good point. You just know it's lustrous. Harry reaches out with his hands and he tries to claw at Hap again. And he says, why don't you guys just give up already? Armor class 16. That's a hit. He does 10 damage to you. Jeez. Then he reaches out with his second claw attack. I'm going to uncanny dodge this one. Okay. Um, When do you decide that usually? It says when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack. Well. Once you tell me what the armor class is. He only hits armor class 14. Oh, that doesn't hit me. The second one hurt me worse last time, so I was waiting. Should have just used it. As a reaction, because he hurt my friend he attacked, I get to give him a reaction attack. Yeah, because you have a sentinel feat. Go ahead. Yeah. 21 to hit. That's a hit. Five damage. All right, you stab him with your short sword. And now he can't go anywhere. His movement is reduced to zero? Yes. Okay. He says nothing, but he scowls at you. Make a perception check. He can't even see me. He scowls in the general area. 21 perception. When he scowls at you, you can see his face And it turns out that Harry isn't even a human at all. And he has a weirdo spider face. He's just dressed up real nice and no one noticed because he's dressed so nicely. What? I had a sneaking suspicion. That's gross. Uh Uh-oh. This isn't even the real Harry. All right, that's his whole turn. Up next, it is Jaxo's turn. Okay, I'm going to touch my tattoo. Oh, yeah. What's that do? My coiling grasp tattoo. It says... While the tattoo is on your skin, you can, as an action, cause the tattoo to extrude into inky tendrils, which reach for a creature you can see within 15 feet of you. The creature must succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or take 3D6 force damage and be grappled by you. As an action, the creature can escape the grapple by succeeding on a DC 14 strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check. The grapple also ends if you halt it. No action required. All right. We'll check on making strength. Strength saving throw. All right. I got an 11. Yes. 3D6 force damage coming at ya. All right. Roll it up. 12 damage. Suck on that. And he's grappled. 
All right. So describe this again. So you touch your tattoo that's on your forearm? Yeah. And you're small. How tall are you? Two inches and 12 twelfths? Yes. And then these humongous 15 feet long tendrils shoot out of you. Yes. And engulf this medium-sized spider monster man. Uh Uh-huh. And squeeze him. And now he's grappled? Yes. Uh, All right. He just makes a noise like this. What the hell? All right. Uh, Is there anything else you want to do? Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Spirit, which calls forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded, my wounded friends. The intangible spirit appears in a space that is a five-foot cube that I can see. The spirit looks like a transparent beast or fae. My choice. I think beast for sure. Um, Do you say Gila monster? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want him to look like that. So you guys can walk into the healing monster, the Gila healing monster. Okay. Um, Where did you put it? I put it next to Drell. So okay. that he can like just walk into the healing Gila monster. The Gila Gila monster. It has to be in its five foot space. It doesn't have a radius. It's in a five foot space. Does it have any other characteristics in the way it looks? He's got stripes. That's all a right. bonus action? Yeah. All right, cool. So you guys should get all healed by the Gila monster. Excellent turn. Is there anything else you'd like to do? No. Hap, it's your turn. I'm going to sneak attack Harry. With my short sword. He's all grappled up. Does that mean I have advantage? Yes. 12 to hit. That's a miss. You just can't find your way through the tentacles with your sword. (sighs) Sorry. If I move, he can't get me right now. Like, he doesn't have a reaction attack because he's grappled, right? It just says he can't move. So, grappling doesn't mean pinned. It means you're holding on to them for visualization. So he'll be able to attack you. Well, I'm going to take my cunning action, which is a bonus action that I can take to disengage. So I'm going to disengage and move to the healing heal a monster and get all healed up. Go for it. I don't know. What do I have to do to know how many healing points I get? You roll a d6. I got a five. That's the end of my turn. I'm going to stay next to the heal monster. All right. Just for clarification's sake, are you beside... Oh, you're in the same space as the striped healing Gila monster. So you are also within melee range of this dude who attacked Drell. I guess so. I mean, I'll let you not be in that. Like, you can be away from him by five feet if you want. Okay. I'll be away from him by five feet. Okay. All right. Drell grief stroke is your turn. All right, well, now that someone's standing where the Gila monster is, I'm not going there. So I will grab the bottom of the hilt of my packed weapon, and I will swing it two-handed at this thrall. Okay. 25 armor class. Yeah, that gets them good. Six damage. The lowest damage I can do with a greatsword. Man, you're having a time, aren't you? At least I hit him. That's some improvement. It's a progress. All right. Um, is that your whole turn? Oh, Drell, you can get healed from that healing heal a monster if you want. That's I don't care. No, Nora's in its space. No, I moved five feet away. Yeah. When? At the end of my turn. She moved through it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think I would take an opportunity attack, though. So if I invoke an opportunity attack just to gain a die six hit points, I think that's goofy. Okay. I just want to clarify the way I'm envisioning this combat. I think that there's a triangle of three spots that are adjacent one has the healing gila monster one has the darrow and one has drell so i should be able to step over into it yeah you like sidestep into it all right i'll do that it's a d6 i gotta roll my own you're not gonna heal me 
No, Nora rolled her own. Yeah, precedent set, bud. Okay. I healed for two. Are you going to stay in there? You want me to move 10 feet around it? I could do that. I'll walk like through it to the other side of that thing. But Nora just walked through it. So if Nora walked through it, but didn't involve She's behind you now. Oh. You're between Hap Shepsum and this Darrow. All right, I'll walk like around it. Sure. All right. He says, stop moving around, you little fool. No one can stop my master's work and the dreams of the Darrow people. He gets a critical hit on you because I rolled a 20. Take nine damage. Okay. And he says, only a fool would try to stop us. Then from within his grappled position, Harry says, yes, only a fool would try to stop us. For we are a mighty army of more than two people in this room. And he lashes out at Jaxo Gix, the tiny kobold. Tiny but tough. With his first hand, he reaches out and he hits armor class 10. That's a miss. Infuriated, he reaches out with his other hand. Armor class 24. Ow, it hurt. It hurt. You're in for a world of pain. 14 damage you take from this claw as he rips flesh from you. Ouch! Um, he's still grappled, huh? Oh, yeah, I got him. All right, he stands still. Hap Shepsum, what are you going to do on your turn? Well, I'd like to move up to this. What does he look like? Uh, Drow Elf? Is that what you said? No, well, kind of, but like really small. Okay. Kind of like a gnome, but like the Drow version of him. He's called a Darrow. D-E-R-R-O. I want to sneak attack him with my short sword. Um, So that's a 12 to hit. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to use my luck point. I'm, I'm going to use my last luck point. I'm going to re-roll it. Okay. I got a 16. All right, that's a hit. 24 damage. Holy macaronis. Suck Holy it. moly. You slide your short sword right between two of his little delicate vertebrae and his face just suddenly looks surprised and he says, I failed you, Lord. And he slumps over on the ground. All right. And then I want to go back to the heal a monster and heal myself again. Okay. I got one. All right. And it's used. Emily should be healing or you should be throwing those dice on the floor. The heal a monster evaporates. And when it evaporates, you notice that on his belly, it has a red cross. All right. Is that your whole turn? Yep. I'm done. All right. Drell Griefstroke, what are you going to do on your turn? I'm going to say, boy, that thrall sure was weak. And then we'll fire more Eldritch Blasts out of my hand at Harry. Probably missing. We'll see. 21 armor class. That's a hit. I knew I could do it. I'm going to say darkness within. I knew we could do this. 13 damage. And then I fire another one. I uh, hit armor class 17. That's a hit. Eight damage. All right. Uh, is that your whole turn? Uh, I guess I'm going to move up closer, but I don't want to get too close. Probably stay 15 feet back. How big is this room? You said it's huge. Yeah, I said it was big. It's like 50 feet across, I think I said. You want to uh, move up so you're 15 feet away from him? Yeah, but that's only like 10 feet of moving or something, right? 15 maybe. All right. Now it's Harry's turn. He looks pissed. He opens up his gross, gross spider mouth, and he tries to bite the tiny kobold in front of him. Swallow him whole. Armor class nine. It's a miss. Bullshit. I'm smaller than you'd think. I'm two inches and 12 twelfths. 
All right, that's his whole turn because he can't move because he's still grappled. Up next, Jaxo Gix. Did I get to give him a good squeeze? You have to re-grab him. Like, he'd have an opportunity to shake out of it. I don't really have anything else that's going to work on him because you said the other things that aren't working, like my dagger and my, like, none of my things are magical. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to re-grab him with my tendrils, my darkness tendrils. Right, so you release him in order to just grab him and crush him again. Yeah. All right, and he makes a save? Against 14. Unfortunately for you, you release him, and he says, Ha! This is my opportunity! And he holds his arms up to the side and blocks you from crushing him. He slips out of your icky, inky grasp. Dang! Yeah, wait, this is darkness and tentacles, and it's not me? Like we You didn't broke. take this sick tattoo! Or that sick cloak. It was up against literally an item named after my class. It's hard to compete. All right, Jaxo, would you like to do anything else on your turn? I don't think so. All right, Hap Shepsum, what do you want to do? I would like to pick up the Aklis. Sure. And throw it at Harry. Okay. Can I do that as a sneak attack because Jaxo is close to him within five feet? Yeah. Are you proficient with Aklis? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say, sure. It's just basically like a club. It's not. It does piercing damage. I thought maybe since the, like, the sword wasn't doing good, I'd just try that and see what happened. <laughs> I think that you might have to use your strength modifier to throw it. That's a zero. Fifteen to hit. That's a hit. All right. What kind of damage do you want me to roll? One D6. Five damage. Okay. Oh, and then I get, so I get a sneak attack damage too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight damage additional. So 13 damage total. This spider monster seems annoyed that you hit him, but not terribly concerned. Drell Grief Stroke, it is your turn. I reach into my multifaceted deck of very diverse tactics to be used by the warlock, and I cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> um, I got a critical failure. <laughs> Okay. Somebody's getting mercilessly mocked after the end of this campaign. You said you point at him, right? Yeah. I assume I fired out of my palm. I pointed my arm at him with like my palm. You just have a little bit of a misfire. A little as you're raising your hand, you shoot right at the ground right in front of you, and it startles you, and you can't make any more attacks this turn. You know, I'm just getting used to this stuff. That's yeah, no. Okay, Harry is not concerned about Drell anymore, and he goes to bite that stupid kobold one more time. Seems to be the only one that can hurt him. I feel like he should totally have disadvantage to try and bite Jaxo, because he's still tiny. Trying to hit a tiny target is so much harder than hitting a big target. Right? That's what you think, because you've got a stupid, weak human mouth. Armor class, 13. Miss. And then he jumps backwards into the pit behind him into the pit. Oh, oh! I didn't even need to push him in there. Just went in all on his own. Yeah, let's just fill it with lava. Let's go. Um, if you want, you can make an attack of opportunity on him. Yeah. An attack of opportunity. I'm sorry. You can make an opportunity attack. I got a 10. Miss. That's what I thought. He's climbed over the edge into the pit. Well, he jumped into the pit. I mean. Hey, everybody. It's Ed, your favorite player this time around. Uh, I wanted to thank everybody for listening. We think you guys are awesome. 
Just so you know, this arc has gone a little longer than we thought it was going to, so probably Brayton's going to do one more Burglar Mystery Tour after this one, and then we're going to kick it right back into Season 5. But the way that the Podbean is working for us, we're going to end up calling Burglar Mystery Tour Season 5, and we're going to call Season 5 Season 6, and... Just so that we match the pod bean to what we call them, we're just going to call season five, season six. So it's season six. This is season five. Even though it's only two arcs, don't worry about it. But other than that, I hope that everyone's having a great time with burglars, but I hope you're thirsty for some more bards. They're coming up pretty soon. And just remember, you can always sign up for Patreon if you want to get postcards or those behind-the-scenes interviews that we're doing. Also, just check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or listen to our songs on Bandcamp, whatever you want to do. But anyway, let's get back to the action. Jaxo Gix, Harry just jumped back into the pit. What would you like to do? It's your turn. I run to the edge, and I look over the edge and see if I see him. Yeah, he's just stuck to the wall right over the lip of the pit. I swallow a drink of my potion. <laughs> Which one? It's called Potion of Fire Breath. Oh, okay. It says, after drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. The target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 4d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The effect ends after you exhale the fire three times or when one hour has passed. Okay, cool. I swallow it down. I breathe fire on that son of a gun. And I feel super tough about it because I'm a dragon. Dang it. Yeah. Rawr. Rawr. Yar. A tiny dragon spewing flames. 14 fire damages. Your fire erupts out of your mouth and it singes all of his fancy, beautiful clothing. And you can tell more easily that he's some weird spider of medium size. But he doesn't seem to give two fucks about it. Yeah, but I was really a cool dragon there, though, so that was good. He gives you the finger. And he's naked. Well, he's not all the way naked, but like a little bit. How many fingers does he have if he's a spider? Eight. Ten. He's like a spider person. Spider light. Spider-ish humanoid. Kind of spider. Um, that's your whole turn, Jackson? Yeah. Am I big yet? No. Hap Shepsum, it is your turn. I'm going to move up to the edge of the pit and attack with my short bow. I think I can still do another sneak attack. Yeah, because you did that thing, the insight thing. So I got a 19 to hit. That hits him. 14 damage. The arrow seems slightly different than you're used to it seeing when it tries to go into his skin. That's the end of my turn. Drill, grief stroke. What are you going to do? I run up to the edge of the pit. I say, hey, coward, I know more than one spell. And then I cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Way to prove it, chump. 24. That hits him. Oh, six damage. The lowest I can roll. And then I cast a second one. Well, I cast this one cast. I fire a second blast. 18 armor class. That hits. 14 damage. Jeez, what happened? What, how'd you get so tough, kid? 
He just needed the extra darkness of the pit so he could really use his dark. Everything up until this point has all been a ruse. I'm actually a very powerful magician. Wow, your power level's skyrocketing. He must have some ability to suppress his power level. But I did call you a coward, and that makes you feel bad. You should come back and fight us. All right. How deep is this? How Can we see the bottom of this pit? No. The pit is deeper than your sight is long. That's 120 feet, Brayden. And it's a straight down sheer drop. It's going to be difficult to fill with lava. I tried. I used my fire breath. It didn't fill it. Yeah, it's hard to say. If you get one of those Minecraft lava blocks, you might be able to do it. Get a pail of lava, pour it down the hole. You got to go back to version, what, like, whatever, like 3.0 or whatever. Oh, to get infinite lava. Yeah, to get infinite lava. All right. Harry, seeing that he's at a huge disadvantage against all you ranged MFers, runs up the side of the pit and jumps out at Drell and tries to hit him with the old bite attack. Son of a gun! He stumbles coming over the lip of the pit and he bites the ground right in front of you. And he says, shut shut up! You shut up! Was that rhyme, son of a gun, natural one? Yeah. This reminds me of something I witnessed this morning, which was my cat trying to leap onto the counter and failing dramatically. Um, I just pictured the same thing happening to the spider guy. Who knew you could have the two worst dice rollers in combat against each other? Brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? We got bad genes. Yeah, thanks, mom and dad, for your dice rolling genes. All right, Jaxo Gix, go ahead and take your turn. I touch my sick tattoo on my forearm that's an anchor with tentacles all around it. And I make the tentacles try and grab him. Well, unfortunately for you, he's too damn strong this time. And he's using swear words because he's so upset. Well, then I breathe fire at him just to get him as a bonus action. Even though I don't think it'll do anything. What are the rules for the fire? After drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. And all your friends. What? You know, he's standing next to me, right? Is it not a cone? What? Yeah, it just says at a target. Okay. Yeah, I thought for sure it was a cone. It's like a fireball. The target's it must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. All right. He moves out of the way and the fire shoots right between him and your good friend, Drell Griefstroke. Diggity dang. Wait, but he takes half the damage. He doesn't take. Yep. He takes half the damage and he doesn't seem to give one ding dang dong about it well i'm gonna roll anyway just so that you know how much he could have oh yeah i need to know that yeah tell me so to his clothing and his hair keep writing yeah i'm right this is my pencil 12 six damage to those little sprickly hairs he's doesn't have eyebrows anymore son of a gun okay okay did you write that down that he has no eyebrows (laughs) Yep, wrote it down. Okay, good. I have nothing useful against this fucker. Hap Shepsum, what are you going to do on your turn? I'm going to sneak attack this son of a bee right in his dumb butt. What with, though? With my short sword. So you're going to move around to him? Yep. Tend it. That's a miss. Well, dang. I'm going to use an investigation bonus action check to uncover clues with my eye for detail. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. To see if there's any useful weapons lying around that I can pick up to hurt this guy or something. Uh, 17. Yeah, so you can tell that he seems to be less affected by mundane weapons like that do bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. 
and he seems to be totally immune to fire damage. Also, I don't know how you can tell, but you've got that real keen eye, and you're very insightful. So you know that he's also resistant to cold damage, and he's immune to poison damage. Basically, I don't give an F about this dude. Nora, are you done with turning? I'm done. All right, drill, grief stroke. I'm going to say, Harry, you're so worthless and useless, and your father's not even proud of you. If he's even your father, you dumb cloaca having spider human. I don't care what that full human thinks about me. And I swing around my packed weapon, grab the pommel with my other hand, and thrust it toward him. Armor class 17. That hits him. 14 damage. Your weapon's a magical weapon? It's treated as a magical weapon because of my improved packed weapon, Eldritch Invocation. You thrust the sword at him, and it slides right through the middle part of his gut, slicing open the last remnants of his clothes, and some gemstones spill out on the floor, and he says, he's not dead, I fucked up. It makes it sound like he's dead. And he says, oh, fuck you, I hate you, I'm leaving. Is that the end of your turn? I'm done. All right, he's going to say, you've beaten me, but just you wait until the Lady of Silk comes for you. And he disengages, and he steps over the edge and starts climbing down the hole on the wall like a spider. Do I get an opportunity attack? Yeah. Do I get an opportunity attack? No, because you're not a sentinel. 17. That hits him. What are you attacking him with? With my sword. Okay. My short sword. Your mundane. My mundane. Three damage. Oh, he's still alive. But he can't move. He's stuck. Yeah, his move move is reduced to zero. (laughs) Suck it. Right as he's climbing over the edge, you cut him right on the foot that he was trying to step over the edge with, and he stumbles and he can't move anymore. All right, Jaxo Gix, it's your turn. I touch my tattoo, and I gribbly grab him with my tentacles of darkness. All right. Um, I rolled a disadvantage, but I got a 16 strength save. As a bonus action, I breathe fire all over that, the son of a gun. All right, make a dexterity save. Does he dodge it with a 12? No. 15 damage of fire. Okay, let me write that down here in my important dungeon master notes. I got him. All right, Hab Shepsum. What are you going to do? Can I still sneak attack him with my short sword? Yes, sir. All right, we'll do that. 12 to hit. That's a miss. Um, I think that's all I can do then. All right, Drell Griefstroke. The weight of the world rests on your shoulders. I've decided that I should name my packed weapon. So I spin it around above my head and I say, Dark Heart, guide this man's path to hell. Um, I got a 13. Oh, it's a miss. You hit him, but it doesn't cleave through him. All right, is that your whole turn? Yeah. All right, uh, the same thing. One more time. He disengages, and he tries to crawl over the edge to get away. Attack of opportunity! Opportunity attack. 26 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Eight damage. With your little short sword? With my tiny little short sword. All right, Jaxo Gix, the hero of kobolds, reaches out with his pirate short sword and thrusts it through the exoskeleton of this nasty, nasty Spider-Man. And he screams out. Spider-Human. 
And he cries out, the Lady of Silk will avenge me. And then he breathes his last breath and drops to the ground, lifeless. I lean in really close to his body as he's breathing his last breath. And I say, the Lady of Silk is a bitch. Who is this Lady of Silk? Why was this chamber hidden, even inside the hidden offices of the Finn Warehouse? What was Harry doing here with that pit and that spool of emerald thread? Find out next time on Burglar Mystery Tour. is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. Um, FYI. I don't want to, like, ruin this podcast, but spiders do have a cloaca. I used the internet. God damn it. Guys, I can't successfully roll a die. It's just, it's not happening. It's because you're rolling cans over there. You're supposed to roll dice. Yeah.